Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 61 of the Podical Sons podcast. I am Mr. Spread Love, also known as L. Boomin, also known as um, Lance. You know, what's in a name, right? Uh, I went to Wine Words and Wings yesterday. It's a open mic here in Louisville, Kentucky, if you don't. No, um, but Wine Words and Wings Wednesday, I call it BW3s. Um, they have a regular open mic. It's ran by the homie Deep Sea and his collective group, The Living Room. Um, last night, uh, this open mic, you know, they have different themes, which is really cool. So a cool aspect about the open mic. And um, yesterday's theme was Amateur Night. Um I made my way out there because one look, check this out. So look, I love listening to poetry. I mean, I really do. It's it's a it's an acquired taste. Right. But I've 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 been listening um, or excuse me, I've been attending poetry things. I mean, since I was like very young in my adolescence. So my ear just kind of picks up on a lot of stuff and I can always find something that I like in somebody's poem. Right. So amateur night really just excites me. It gets me gets me going because it's like people um, people should be writing, you know, more people should be writing poetry for sure. For sure. Um, It was great. I had a uh, one of the homies um, that performed um, Treshawn, but he goes by supply media or supply lab media on Instagram. And normally the brother is a photographer. And um, he said he's going to try his hand out in some poetry. So we were talking before the show and he said, "Um, I'm going up. I was like, or he said, I I was going to hit you up and let you know that I was going up today. Um, You know, I I was like, okay, dope, dope, dope. And he showed me his poem. He said, I wrote this poem. And he like showed me a picture of the poem. He took a picture. He wrote the poem like on paper. The brother's handwriting is nice too. Um, that's another poetry thing about me. I don't know something about handwriting. Maybe because I see so many, uh, so much handwriting in my profession with teaching. It's just always interesting to see people's handwriting. It says a lot about them. But um, and see, that's another thing. So like to speak about if we're going to analyze his handwriting. His handwriting was, um, it's a cursive. It's a, it's a small cursive. Very kind of um neat and organized and kind of um i mean it's it's pretty it's it's fancy um and if you kind of see the brother and the way he carries himself it is very kept together um he looks like cursive or you feel me you see somebody they they look like they dress in cursive um so that was cool uh we talked about you know just the merits of writing poetry right like the merits of writing poetry um we talked about i was telling them you know it's the perfect reflection for our emotions because our emotions are not us right emotions are experienced they're felt they come and they go um if you take therapy therapy is always talking about you know letting emotions or letting it be a wave and the emotions come they come they cover you and then they go away right and in those um swells of emotion writing a poem about what you're feeling in that moment top tier 
top tier. I cannot, I cannot stress enough to you all about how much writing something in the moment and then taking time to go back and reflect on it after completely changes your trajectory in life, completely changes uh, how you see yourself and also how you see the world and the situations you find yourself in. And, you know, I'm so thankful. That's what I was telling bro yesterday that I'm so thankful I found it at, at an early age because, I mean, Lord knows what I would have did with my thoughts if I couldn't, like, analyze them. So that's another reason why I'm um, really big on, like, amateur nights because it's like the first time we get to analyze somebody's thoughts. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, it's the first time they say this shit out loud, which is, I mean, you know, normal, for real. We don't, we don't really, we never really put our thought. Okay, let me, let me just stop. Oh, that's another thing me and Trayshawn was talking about. Cause I was, well, I guess I was talking, brother, brody was listening and I was just spitting wisdom. So I guess, but I was telling him, I'm like, we, you know, writing, writing our thoughts. That's how that was the social media back in the day, right? You wrote a paper, it got published in the newspaper maybe, or, you know, you did some academic stuff or you kept a journal, right? Um, I reminded them a lot of historians, they weren't historians or like a lot of our historical sources and historical references, like the things historians use to uh, paint a picture or come to a conclusion about how things were in the past. These come from like people's journals, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's always somebody's journal that we find our historical context. And the social media of this day has turned to that journal, right? People run to Twitter. People run to, um, there's a shit talking uh, site that I heard about. Discord, maybe. There's something else, though. Anyway, um, where you can just rant, right? Like TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. People run to social media to, you know, as their journal. Um, it, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. You know, I personally think it's a bad thing. I think that when we um, say things out loud, uh, especially to a group of people, it gives the opportunity uh, to destroy kind of what we are about right i was telling trey about like when we write in a notebook it's our opportunity to critique and analyze ourselves and our thoughts and then we can present them to uh, society as a whole you know nice with a bow tie you know, so it's not challenged or if it is challenged, it's very little challenge. People just be saying what they want to say. And it's really you know, it gets people canceled. Um, I was talking about how people end up being their personas. They end up having to their personas end up being the emotion that they got went viral for or the emotion that they kind of make uh, themselves about. Right. It's like. Nobody told you to go on a rant, an angry rant about whatever. It'd be a, it'd be a whole um, Just go on a rant about, you know, women not being 
good enough or something. I don't know. You know, people do stuff. He-Man, Woman Haters Club. And now the whole personality, everything that you did is all about that. Even if it's like a informative, right? Somebody gets mad. They want to talk about the government or something like that. You end up, that end up, that ends up becoming who you are on social media and who you have to project. Um, and it doesn't really give you a lot of wiggle room. So you get a lot of people they get upset and they get kind of frustrated and they get these identity crises because uh, the persona that they've kind of shown the world is based off of an emotion that they may not be feeling anymore or they may, you know, has since passed. But because they got so much clout, it's just how they have to present themselves. And, you know, it's sad to say, it's sad to say, if you wrote that shit down first, uh, you could kind of control where and how you are like what information and stuff you're putting out there so always enjoy writing always tell people to write i think that it's the way to go so we're in amateur night yesterday um shout out to the living room you all did a wonderful job again um it was hosted by elliot kelly and uh dj by smiley the q um it's wonderful to see these brothers kind of coming to their way. Uh, Elliot, he did a great job hosting. First of all, I'll say that hosting is a skill, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, like a ho- a good host can make or break a show. All right, um, I can't tell you how many how many shows I've seen that are just like terrible, because, not because of the content of the show, but because of the host. The host just did not do a good job. But um, Elliot did a great job. There's this hosting hack. Uh, that he kind of just came up with, like he 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 knew he could see. I don't know, it was great. Um, but especially in an open mic, you listen to the poem so that you can make a comment. Um, after the poem and transition to the next poet. So if the poet's doing a poem and they're talking about, um, well, I'll take an example from last night. Uh, one poet was talking about uh, deserving better, and Elliot transitioned that to talking about how you know we deserve better we should definitely uh value ourselves enough to um not keep what isn't for us or not hold on to what isn't for us and then he transitioned it to um the next person um which was great it was great it was great um the amateur poets that went up uh some were great some were good um some had these, uh, that's another thing about the living room, y'all. When I tell you that fucking organization is so encouraging, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like, with poetry, man, if you're cynical, if you're a, like, love isn't real, if you're one of those people, you know, you're just always joking on something, people will be, like, holding hands or, you know, kissing, and you want to be a hating ass thing and be like, oh, get a room, or, you know, well, I mean, sometimes people do need to be in a room, but... You know, what I mean, if you're cynical, it's not the place for you. Now, like I'm I know how to be cynical and I can have it in my mind. But I always like, again, it's just an emotion. So I let that pass and then I get into the OK, this person is telling their heart. They're exposed, you know, they're expressing themselves and I need to be appreciative of that. So I always kind of check myself. But when I tell you uh if you were cynical, you you had plenty of opportunity to be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, why are we clapping for this? Um, but it was cool. I mean, 
we're clapping for it because it's 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 those it's those uniform those unified emotions you know this human experience it has it's more similar than it is different people forget that people forget that like we we're only in our world right we only can see out of our own eyes so we assume that all of our problems and issues are unique to our experience but in reality it's it's you know human spirits the human experience is vast and you know god can only write so many stories you know what i mean like my man's not uh loving loving it's the originator it's created so it doesn't really have new stories just different contexts and different like places for those stories to happen so when people share poems and people be snapping and clapping and encouraging and yelling it's because you know they experienced that too they have also had that experience so um I think that's always something that you need to be aware of and then if you do go to a poetry thing and you are cynical right like the stuff that the poets are saying are not hitting it's fine like chill you know what i mean snap when you feel snap don't feel like you gotta snap because other people snap and don't feel like you gotta consider something more because other people are like mm, man that was deep you know what i mean like if you could if you heard the same thing they heard and you didn't think it was as deep as they thought it was deep then that's fine keep it to yourself you know you ain't gotta snap but if you do enjoy something please encourage like that's the whole thing um so wine words and wings was great amateur night was cool um they pulled out like a hundred people in this little small coffee house um and that's the stuff you know stuff you just you can't fabricate all right comes from hard work comes from consistency comes from uh, uh showing up when you show up for things people show up for you um so i think that was good what else Today's Thursday. Um, been going to auditions all week. Ain't got no callbacks yet. We'll see. Um, I took a, I had a photo shoot with my favorite photographer, Visuals by Issa on Instagram. Um, and it was designed by one of my favorite stylists, uh, Lo. What's her? Off Soul Beat is the is the Instagram off soul like a shoe underscore beat one of my favorite stylists in the city um low she did a wonderful job and I definitely look like cat daddy Williams it's cat daddy Williams energy I'm giving fucking 70s uh old school caddy vibes you understand I'm giving uh, uh you know I'm I'm giving Al Green. It's giving Marvin Gaye. I can't wait to drop the pictures. Um, she showed me some of the proofs, and she's gonna edit the pictures I selected. So, should be good. Um, the whole photo shoot is a like my photo shoots are creative photo shoots, right? So like if I'm taking a photo shoot, it's to like I'm not paying. I don't fancy myself a model, even though I do model. I do. I should fancy myself a model. But I do like I pay for photo shoots as creative expressions, like as ways to communicate things um, that I just can't communicate in a poem that I don't want to do in a post. Um, so this one was uh, about my hair. Right. I brought my locks and I brought like my clippers and, 
my little brush. Like, it's a whole creative thing about cutting my hair, why I cut my hair, and everything else. Because I didn't even notice that. Um, I, I be forgetting people ain't seen me without my hair. So, like, I went to, I went out yesterday to Wine Words and Wings, and I be forgetting that, you know, a lot of people ain't seen me without my haircut. So, a lot of folk did not recognize me. A lot of people didn't know who I was until, like, they, like, really, like, locked in and or had somebody else be like, man, it's Lance. I'm like, swear to God. So, I got a lot of those, you cut your hair. Oh, my goodness. You know, a lot of how you feel and a lot of what made you cut it. You know, so um, I'm using this photo shoot to answer those, and I'll be dropping those as soon as um, Issa gets done editing them. Um, I don't want to go on my hair thing. Kind of want to go elsewhere. Business is always booming. That's nice to see. Um, I got a uh, solo show planned for November. It'll be up. It'll be up November to January at LVA. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about. It. I want to fill that mug up. It's a big space. So, like, I want to have art everywhere. So, I've been, like, going hard on the visual joints, planning out a lot of pieces and putting a lot of work in on pieces. There's a piece in front of me right now that I, like, I'm holding myself from working on because I need to record the podcast real quick and knock us out. Um, Plenty of stuff to talk about in the news and whatnot. I can't keep up no more, man. Oh, my God. Hey, so, like, this week was... This week was interesting in that I... So, one, people are playing with my money in that, you know, you do contracts. When you do contract work, it's not half now, half later, right? I'm not a freaking, um, you know, construction worker or some construction contractor. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... The school system does not pay you half up front and then pay you half later. They pay you either as you get the work done or they pay you after you get the work done. It's a wild concept. It's it, the concept assumes that you already have money. You can just be driving to these contracts and putting in these time and giving away this stuff all, you know, and we'll pay you back. Don't worry. And then when it, it takes so long, Right. Not only does it take so long, there's a bureaucracy in that one person has to make sure this is official and one thing. So maybe I'll share that. Right. I don't know if anybody is ever interested in becoming an education contractor, but I'll tell you that it is a hell of a process. So, like, I've been an education contract for about eight years now, nine, nine or eight years. And the beginning process, you have to fill out all the paperwork. You got to get the background checks. You have to, like develop curriculum and programming uh, descriptions and you need to have your interest letter you need to have your um, articles of corporation if you're a nonprofit. if you're and you need to have your 501c3 but if you're not a nonprofit, you could be a for-profit um, educator you need to have your llc and or sole proprietorship um dba uh means doing business as you got to have something like a government thing. So you can put it, you know, your W-9 need to be real. Um, you need to learn how to do invoices, right? I use in, invoicegenerator.com. Super simple. It's free. 
um, been using that for the majority of my thing. Now, once you have all your paperwork in order, and let's say you start to get school contracts, and that comes from relationships. So anywhere teachers are, you need to be uh, sending stuff or being at. When I first started out, I used to email schools in mass. So I would like have my email, I would have my pamphlet or my like informational sheet. Um, and then I would like have my introduction email to my programming. And then I would CC everybody from the janitor to the principal in that email. Everybody, absolutely everybody, every teacher I could find, every um, family resource officer, every bookkeeper, every like secretary, like I go to the school's website or JCPS and then I look up all the people. Um, that's what I did when I first started out. That's, you know, if you don't have any track record with your program and, and technically you're supposed to just really talk to the family resource or the bookkeeper because those are the people that can get you the money. And then you talk to the teachers um, that would be interested in your programming. So it looks like, you know, teacher friends or just whatever network. Once you get your contracts, then they have to put in things. So, okay, you have to be registered. Once you got all your paperwork for your actual education business, then you have to be registered with the school system as a vendor, as an educational vendor. That's a whole process that you need to have that paperwork for so that you can submit to that. Um, once you get your vendor ID, then you can start getting purchase orders or POs. And these purchase orders, um, you know, that's like the school saying we're approving this for this amount. This process used to be stupid, y'all. When I tell y'all, like, anendums needed to be signed, they needed to be signed by, like, three people, and then one had to be emailed, sent, and then sent back, and then approved by this person, and then after the PO gets approved by this person, then it goes to accounts payable, and accounts payable, like, receives your invoices, and they pay you out, but the purchasing order office is the one that you deal with to make sure that your contract is secured. And then you got to talk to the school, too. So there's three parts. You feel me? It's three people you need to be talking to. And if one person does not check the box they're supposed to be checking, it delays your payment. It delays your payment like crazy. Now, JCPS, to their credit, are changing. They've done a huge overhaul in their system so that it's, like, automated. And, you know, they're telling vendors how to do it. So people that are doing this now, y'all won't have to go through the BS I had to go through. There used to be... I mean, it was bad, y'all. It was really bad. When I was on a bus and a bike, I would do programming and not get paid for like 60 days after. You know what I mean? 90 days after. And I was on a bus, y'all. Like, I needed that money. I, you know, I'd be late on rent, LG&E, be threatened to be cut off and stuff, man. I was, I was a victim. I was a victim to them uh, predatory loan offices for at least, I mean, it took me four or five years to get out of those like to you know what i mean and that's every pay period bro the correct day bro <sighs> so you know i kind of understood so like after all my my lessons i've gotten good so like last year the year after that it's been pretty you know i know exactly who i need to talk to i'll be i'm on the phone people know me by name Hey, it's Lance again. Oh, okay. We just talked yesterday. You damn right. We just talked yesterday about my money. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'll be, I'll be on, I'll be on people's asses. Um, but see, this last contract and the last one when we finally finished, because I had been on people's, you know, on people's ass the whole contract before this last payment. I was like, you know, let me chill. I know they got it. We done did it so many times, so they, they should be able to do it. One week goes by, nothing. I call, I'm like, okay, da 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 da. It's like, oh, it's a holiday. Another week goes by, nothing. Oh, our system is doing something this time. I was like, what? Another week goes by. Oh, well, so-and-so, the school didn't complete the form, so they need to complete the form before. Oh, my God. Another week go by. Oh, well, you didn't get all this stuff approved in time, and now you have to wait two weeks because next week is a holiday. When I tell y'all, I was so depressed. I was so depressed, you know what I mean? And they still have yet to pay me. I mean, I got a week. But shout out to baby girl at the um, at the office, at the uh, JCPS office. She could hear, because I was talking to her, and she could hear the sadness in my voice, man. She could hear the, like, you know, she was like, damn, if I don't get this nigga his money, he going to have to suck dick. <laughs> oh, my God. JK, y'all. Um, pause. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be on the street. I'm going to be, like, really hurt out here. I'm going to have to start selling drugs. Or I'm going to run in somebody's house. Like, something's, something's going to have, you know, shake. She could tell. She could see. She could hear the desperation in my motherfucking voice. You know what I mean? So, she called back, and she's going to get it to me a few days earlier, which is a blessing. You know, I need it. Um, the earlier, the better. Another uh, contract that I finished. Uh, they playing with my money. We've been been done with that contract for at least three weeks, damn near four weeks. They still ain't paid me the other half of my 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 bread. That didn't I didn't pay every per- person that I hired for the you know for the program. And see, that's another thing. When you're a boss, I hate to say that, but I do boss things. So I bring folk in and like, you know, I pay people, I hire people to help me complete contracts. You know, I'm, I, it's not fair for me to, actually it is fair for me to be like, you got to wait because they got to pay me next time I'm going to do that. But I try to be, I like to pay people immediately. Like if I got it and I know it's coming, like I don't want to be owing people and I don't want anybody to be like writing no damn post about Mr. Spread Love taking forever to pay them so i usually pay people out my pocket but see that means it's out of my pocket and the money's been on my pocket and i need to be back in my pocket so it was that was that was mad depressing and then um like i don't even know if i want to share it i'm probably not gonna share the whole story um you know but i'm a parent and you know i got four kids and as children grow Children are individuals, and they come into their own. They have their own experiences. And um, Zoe is having experience. My oldest daughter, she's having experiences. You know, she's grown, man. She's 11 now. She's about to be 12, you know, starting all the girl things and, you know, all the hormones and all that stuff is all doing things. And I don't think I was ready, man. I do not think I was ready. And if this is like, like if what happened this week <laughs> is any indication 
to the ride that I am about to be on. Y'all, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. My heart ain't ready. I don't even know how to... I don't even know how to, like, do it. It's so funny. Me and Latoya was talking, and she was like, this parenting thing is hard. I was like, yeah. She was like, I mean, how do you... She said, how do you... Um, raise kids um, so that they're prepared. I said, you beat their ass. She started busting out laughing. You know what I mean? She's like, because, cause, you know, it's like our parents. We fought our parents, right? It's like, oh, we got spankings and all this other stuff. But, like, the gentle parenting thing, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's reality. I don't think that's preparing children for reality properly. Because I tell you what, it's not sweet out here. It's not sweet out here at all. And there is, there are like serious repercussions for your actions. You know, and actions made as a child um, are felonies made as adults. You know what I mean? Like well-intentioned motives or what, you know, well-intentioned actions uh, may not yield the same reaction when judged. And teaching that to your children is so hard. It's like, how do you, how do you parent without consequences? You know, or without doling out consequences. If, as Lance, too. Lance had an issue this, this week, too. A little Lance. It's like, and we trying, you know, you know. I I don't spank. I spank my. Uh, after four or five, I stop popping my children, and I they get like disciplinary action things, um, you know, standing up. But I need to put put that fear in my children's hearts, you know, just in the adolescence and that baby stage. Like, hey, apparently, daddy's not the one to play with. Maybe I shouldn't talk to him like this. Maybe I shouldn't be swinging at my father because he swings back the fuck now I don't beat my children y'all you know there's no belts involved and the pop is not a serious pop that could hurt anything it's but it's uh you know angry eyes tap hand and they cry like you know you you smack the shit out of them so it's the same thing but like when they get older I'm writing sentences uh, I do the holding books uh, exercise. That's that's a it's a hell of a what madman thought of that. Who knows? Um, I know I got it all the time. Sometimes I do push up positions, but I tell all my kids to lock their body when when they in trouble or not even in trouble. But when I need them to listen to me, you know, lock your body, stand at attention, stop moving, stop fidgeting. You know, you about to listen to what I'm about to say. Um. And I think that's done well, you know what I mean? Uh, but still, you know, we have, you know, they're children, man. Children, it's about pushing boundaries, about seeing how far you can go without dying. So, there's a viral video out right now where a kid, like, destroys his house because his mom says she, he couldn't go outside. I mean, destroys his house. And a lot can be said for how she should. I mean, everybody's chiming in on. I wish my kids would, and he be in the dirt, and you know, everybody, parents, 
and parents and non-parents like everybody's responding on how they would affect but i tell you until you go through the situation you do not know how you're going to react and you can talk all that all you want but it's still your child all right like it's still your child so it just sucks because parents are humans you know parents are individuals kids are individuals and there be people that you just really don't like. People be growing up, not talking to their parents and everything else. Like, literally, they just are not the right personality types. And who knows how that develops or, you know, why uh, we get into, you know, I, I don't know. You can't control how you what your child turns into. You just can't. All you can do is control your reaction to what your child turns into. You can also control like the experiences and exposures that they get. So that's one of the big things that I think I didn't see much importance on. But now where I see I see where Zoe's going, I see I'm going to have to control the exposures and experiences my children get a little bit more tightly. Yeah, most definitely. Mm -mm -mm. Maybe I'll tell you all about what happened later um, in life. But uh that shit was wild. If you ask me individually, I'll probably tell you. Um, this wasn't going to be a long podcast. I just want to make sure I get something on the air. As I told you, I'm trying to be man of my word. i um, been feeling good ever since the haircut. I got, um, like, I'm so happy that I can swim now. And it's not this huge, like, weight on my head. And I, you know, washing my hair. and This whole process. I used to, I love swimming. Um, I think it's a great exercise. Uh, you know, uh, I fucks with it. So the hair was always a thing. So I cut my hair, um, been swimming. I might go work out today. I don't know what I do? I had a doctor's appointment and got canceled, which is uh, unfortunate because I need to be like really on my health right now, um, especially after COVID. This is like my first checkup after COVID, post-COVID, and it's like uh, the 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 Machine needs oil. The machine needs oil. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, I think that's it, y'all. Um, uh, we got Southern Fried coming up. Southern Fried is going to be fun. We've been having Southern Fried practice, which... Let it be some Southern Fried practice to inspire a brother to get back on it. Because, like, I was very disenchanted with uh, just slam poetry in general from last year's experience. And the fellas of the Louisville Lip Poetry Slam team have, like, definitely rekindled that that feeling that I had when I first got introduced to slam poetry and got introduced to Southern Fried and the national scene and really kind of experienced all these different poems. It was really, uh, I mean, I can't, uh, again, can't stress enough how beautiful it was to see and to grow. You can see the same hunger and desire and excitement in their eyes at the practices. So, you know, I'm revitalized. I'm excited to go. I'd be forgetting, too, that Southern Friday is my only time that I get my... It's my only vacation during the year. 
otherwise I'm in the city working or, you know, out the city working, but I'm working. Southern Fry is the only time I get to really chill. So this Southern Fry, I don't really plan on slamming. I don't plan on doing anything. I, I don't plan on doing a poem. I don't plan on hosting nothing. I don't plan on doing nothing but sitting around and enjoying Knoxville, Tennessee. Whew. I'm definitely going to come to our, like, Louisville Lip, like, the competitions sometimes, maybe. It depends on how I feel that day. It's a vacation for me. It's a four days without my kids. I mean, I haven't had that. I'm trying to see what that'd be like. I don't even know when's the last time. I don't know, like maybe last year, October. Yeah. Four days away from kids and a wife. Necessary. Necessary. Because you niggas get on my nerves. I'm playing. I'm not playing. But you know I'm playing. I love my babies. I love my babies. But everybody needs a break, man. Everybody needs some time to themselves. Everybody needs um, that space. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. So Southern Fry coming. Southern Fry is coming up in two weeks. Um, we got the fundraiser slash showcase for the Poetry Slam team at the KMEC Museum this um, Saturday, five thirty. I think I'm gonna have a little open mic at the beginning. Um. Yeah, man. I could probably talk about more stuff. I didn't prepare myself, y'all. So, it's not a big deal. Um, we will have a better episode, though, next week. I got some guests scheduled. And also, um, I'm not going to write things down. I haven't talked about sports or anything else. Don't really care to. But thank y'all so much for listening. And thank y'all so much for um, tapping in. Y'all have been really encouraging. All right. You know, fucking with the episodes. Even if you don't fuck with this episode, you can turn it off. It's not it's not a big deal. Um, but I do appreciate the listens, man. And, you know, here's to uh, growth. Here's to uh, um, making sure people got your money right. Here's to uh, being more, not even being more, getting back to our old selves. Where, it, I guess if your old self was good. Or just getting back to that productivity. And maybe we could get um, Brandon on the line. Uh, or he's He's got some things at work he's dealing with. I would love to hear from him about it. But I will save it for the podcast. Anywho, anywho. Um, thank you again for tuning in. Sorry if uh, the sound and everything is weird shouldn't be but if it is my bad um bye bye